0: OK, we've got this fancy new ride that people seem to love. But nobody's talking about it. Because it's a ride at a theme park and nobody talks about rides at theme parks, except, you know, when you go on the ride at the theme park. So what are we going to do? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the top tier talent. We are going to get the Goot. Yeah, Steve Gutenberg, And he's going to lead this Tower of Terror film. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show. The more you nerd as we enter the spooktacular trunk or treat for we've been doing this show for four years. We've uh, been doing the show for a long time. Yeah, oh, I mean, we, I mean <laughs> after the gap, like post gap, we've been doing it. Yeah, for I, th- I think
1: I think with just you and me, I think it's been four years now. Um, I don't know if we did Trunk or Treat
0: the first year back, but I think we did. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure that's the case. We
1: would have had to if this is the fourth time us doing it. So yeah, 20 through 2023. Yeah, that that, math is hard. Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, So of course, if you're just now joining us uh, as you found your new favorite show, Trunk or Treat is where we spend October talking about horror movies, but horror movies aimed at kids. So yeah, you know, we or or. or
1: younger demographic because we do we do go up to young adults even some teen stuff but not quite your like scream level um and we may have some ghosts this month uh been a little behind on communicating with some of those ghosts um but i am i'm a big proponent of well horror for kids i hate saying it that way because we are friends with Renia Cruft who runs Horror for Kids and so whenever I say Horror for Kids I always feel like I'm talking I'm plugging the the, the Twitter handle um but no I am a am uh, a huge fan of of horror for the younger demographic I think it's really important and it's more fun because Drew's not a big horror guy and so this makes it a little bit more fun because he does also have kids so he can always kind of share his insights uh as a dad or as someone who's watches stuff with his kids on whether or not, like, you know, not not the appropriateness of, but like whether or not like he finds it scary for kids or some of that, because he has a very different mind for it than I do. Um, and I, that's what makes it fun. I I love getting into that. And in fact, the initial plan I had for this October, which I didn't share with Drew, um, was to actually read a lot of middle grade horror, but getting stuff read can be expensive. Um I, I am going to try to do a, a side thing. I have bought uh, some middle grade horror books uh, this this year. I've got uh, Trevor Henderson's brand new uh, Scare Waves, uh, the Arya for the Dark, the Tale of the Grave Mother. And then um, uh, Ali uh, Malenko, I believe is how it pronounced. Uh, the Appearing House and Ghost Girl. I am going to try to read these throughout the month and maybe pause and do like a little book report in our episodes if I can get them read. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but middle grade horror has been really booming recently. And my initial thought process was like, oh, we could do that. But books are a tough ask for us and doing four or five as it is this month is a big big ask so yeah, I figured I, I'd spare you with that Drew
0: I remember when we read a Goosebumps book and it took uh, a large amount of time um, I remember when we
1: ago. did the Lies of Locomora and it took us six months to do it <laughs> uh,
0: Lies of Locomora was a whole different animal but uh, but a fantastic book the Lies of Locomora go read yes. it because it it's very long going through that entire series right now oh nice I picked up the second one but I never really got into it now I feel like I need to reread the first but who has the time anyway speaking of not having time um you know yeah we've this been, is our first week back in a little bit you know, we've been gone we've been gone for a little bit and you know i think miles a lot of this uh this choice for our first movie this month uh comes from something that you did while yeah were so
1: i went to disney world for the first time as an adult i think i went when i was about five or six um and so i have a couple of memories
0: uh, so 500 miles My, um, would have been i would have been like 2012 2013 when miles went last i, w-
1: I wish no <laughs> it was like here, here here's the thing i saw the first run oh this is one thing i do remember i saw the first run of captain eo wow like, like the 3d michael jackson george lucas joint um saw that because they brought it back when he passed for like a year or two um but they kept it I kept running I think I they kept saw- it
0: running in California longer but it was not Did in, they? Okay. but it was not in I, Florida I, for for long.
1: I saw that like when it came out. That was the last time I was in Disney. Um and so yeah, I, I went down um and kind of aiming to like hit all of the main things and uh and on a side note, life note, got engaged. Hey, <laughs>
0: Oh, the crowd's going wild. Texted,
1: texted, <laughs> texted Drew actually before and after it happened. Um, <laughs> but um, one of my main things was going to the haunted mansion because I've all I, I didn't do it back when I was a kid, and I've always wanted to do it. And I had kind of forgotten that the Tower of Terror was a thing because I remember in Disneyland it got replaced by a Guardians themed drop ride, and so I had kind of forgotten about that and finding out that it was actually still at Disney world. I got really excited. And I mean, low key was like my favorite (laughs) run. Like it's so good. Um, because the, the way they, they they've actually made up the hotel. And I'm also a big fan of hotel horror. Um, and then you, you walk, you walk in, you get this great little twilight zone introduction, go into your, your elevator. And you live out this, this very, honestly, far too short twilight zone experience, (laughs) um, but excellent. All the same. Uh, it's it's the, one of the few rides I went on multiple times when I was, uh, down there. And I remembered because, you know, Drew and I have technically been off for a couple of weeks. we we bucketed some, uh, conversations, uh, which I'm going to circle back to in a second. um, But I was like, "Oh yeah, they made a Tower Terror movie," and I I I I key it in. Oh, it's not on Disney Plus because they made the film with MGM. MGM is now owned by Amazon, so
0: oops. But it's on YouTube. Well, it's on Um, YouTube. I will say the YouTube version that we watched is stretched to sixteen by nine from the original four three because this movie was. We should clarify made for TV film. This was not. Yes, it was a- on the
1: wonderful world of Disney on ABC. It was it's not a decom, although it might as well be.
0: Yeah. Uh, weirdly, though, the, the thing that because uh, uh, my wife, Rebecca, watched this with me and we were trying to. To figure out what the deal with this movie was, because the the ride opened like. Two years before, like it opened in 1994. But the movie came mm-hmm. out in '97, but we also learned that the Disneyland version in California didn't open until '98. So we speculated that maybe it was to, to tie into the opening to tie of the, into new the one. opening of the new one, or to get people excited about the opening of the new one, because that seems like a very Disney thing that you would want to tie, you know, a movie to a big release of something. Um yeah, and it's it's interesting
1: because this this is actually the very first Disney movie based on a ride. And it's a great I mean it's a great concept, but it's the there's a lot in, in in the ingredients of this movie that sound like a banger for me because it this is written and directed by the creator of Are You Afraid of the Dark, DJ McHale? Um kids movies having steve gutenberg i mean why not the like
0: Go- i love i love steve gutenberg uh, everybody loves kirsten steve gutenberg he's steve gutenberg this is so this this is the big thing kirsten dunst is in this film she yep. is she is i guess the kid lead if you have the adult lead and the good and you have the kid lead this and she
1: is, was a consistent child actress i mean this is like right
0: before small soldiers yeah this was one of the first things she ever did and I mean, you mm-hmm. can you, Interview with the Vampire boy? Oh, I forgot about interview with the Vampire. Yeah, that's the that first big one. I said one of the first things she ever did. But interview with <laughs> the Vampire is pretty big. I'll I'll take the L on on forgetting about that. Anjumanji, I forget about that one too. But even still, like this is a, I mean she's she's a known presence in in the kid actor world. Yeah, yeah. I mean she,
1: she I mean she's a familiar face to kids,
0: and she honestly carries the weight of a lot of this film she does um (laughs) and also jan
1: from the office is in this movie
0: jan from the office is in this movie so so the rest of the cast as we as we kind of round out uh uh melora harden jan from the office uh and you know a number of other things she plays uh spoiler warning one of the ghosts uh, as well as an actress, you've got which was uh, a good twist. Like, I oh, mean, it's a telegraphed one, but it's it's well done. I I only called it because her accent in this movie is so bad. It is <laughs> I love awful. it so much. It's, it's so great. Awful. Um, Michael McShane uh, plays uh, a character in this room. Michael McShane is probably best known to a lot of people for one of two things. He was the uh, hypnotist psychologist in Office Space that has the mm-hmm. heart attack uh but he was also a well-known presence on the british era of uh whose line is it anyway he was a big part of that well, show
1: he's also friar tuck in prince of thieves yeah
0: i forget about that because i've never seen that movie
1: I, so that's 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 how i and, and most importantly he is sid in final fantasy 10
0: yeah uh <laughs> which is which is wild um Okay, but no, I, he's he's
1: one of those guys that like he has a specific look and like as a kid like i remember seeing him like a bunch of stuff
0: yeah like in
1: my mem- in my memory
0: and apparently like, he was
1: always in things
0: his voice work is all over the place speaking oh, yeah. speaking of voice work there is uh, an actor by the name of alistair duncan who is a scottish actor mm-hmm. um he he is all over things, he has played Alfred Pennyworth, uh, Batman. He, he, he
1: was the Batman version, right? Uh,
0: he was. He's been in a bunch of them. He's been in Batman Unlimited. He was in the the Batman. I TV forgot show. about Batman Unlimited. Uh, he was in the long Halloween movie that they made a few years ago. Um, but he he has been in so many things. Uh, he's done so much, so much voice work. Uh, he was in Ma- all three of the Mass Effect games. Um, he plays Mimir in the God of War games, the talking Scottish. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, uh, Stephen Armstrong in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which wasn't that the, uh, the evil senator bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like the basically the main the main boss of the game. Uh, this dude, like I looked at this dude's stuff and is like, man, this guy has been in everything. He's been in Westworld. He was on Mad Men. He was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's on Babylon mm-hmm. 5. He's been and, in so many things. And horror
1: fans will recognize John Franklin, who plays the bellhop. He is probably most known for being Isaac in the Children of the Corn movies, but he was also Cousin It in the Addams Family movies, which you don't see him, so it's not that big of a, you know, oh, I didn't know that was him, but he he is... um. Yeah, he he's from the Children of the Corn movies, and uh, he pops up in things here and there, um, including, I think, a specific episode of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I remember pausing and I'm like, wait a minute, is that the dude from Children of the Corn?
0: <laughs> so there, there's one other person that I want to talk about, and that is uh, the the old lady that with, of course, there's always a weird old lady in these movies. Uh, who's yeah, seen, uh, her. She is an actress by the name of Amzie Strickland. She passed away in 2006 at the age of 87. But she was an American character actress who started back in the 30s doing stuff. Yeah, she was born in, 19, in the radio 19, days. Yeah, she started in in old time radio and and, and had uh, over 650 television appearances, two dozen films, a bunch of TV movies, commercials, all sorts of stuff. So she was she she had a long career and you can and it, it's interesting that, you know, of how the character that she's playing plays out, uh, being t- so tied to uh, another character in this film, which I thought was was really really interesting. Um,
1: yeah, and so I mean, again, all the ingredients of this soup, and also based on a phenomenal ride, like everything sounds like this is going to be a home run.
0: Well, well, and I, for I, me, I, I got to add, Miles. I'm sorry to cut you off. Not just based on the ride, but. They shot multiple scenes at, at the, ride. the ride, like yeah. the the lobby of the ride the lobby of the hotel, which is featured as part of the line in the ride, is in the film the oh, out- God,
1: it's so good i i i honestly it's the one ride I don't mind winning a line in because there's so much cool stuff to see yeah
0: the 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 out- exterior of the building is is uh is there um you know it's 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 as it appears in Florida at least um so uh fun- fun note about the ride miles uh did you know that it's not actually a drop ride yeah because to it actually instead of just dropping you, it has a a, a, a uh right well that that pulls you it's yeah because because falling was not exciting enough it actually pulls you faster than you would fall, uh which is a fun uh little it's little it's very like fun like i mean legit like i mean i
1: I mean, yes, the Guardians ride—the uh, hype is real. It's one of the best rides Disney has made in a very, very long time. But
0: talk- with the Guardians ride, he's talking about is the one at Epcot Center. Epcot, not the not the Tower of Terror not, not Guardians the, ride in, in California in
1: Disneyland. Yeah, but no. Although the, I hear that's actual, very good too. But yeah, th- th- so th- this one knocks so many things for me. One, the Twilight Zone intro. I, huge Twilight Zone fan like and they have Rob Rod Serling there doing his thing and it's it's wonderful I'm also a big fan of hotel horror and the way they they do up that hotel is so cool and like I've I was listening to other guests and apparently like there are certain like elevators if you go on you get to see like a certain room or something on different rides like certain rooms appear.
0: Or something. uh, I think I know that there are different pathways that the ride can take, but uh, I'll be honest. I didn't. I'm not. I I don't know enough about it.
1: I will say, like, I don't know what it was um, because I was drinking a lot. Um, But the second time I went on there, which was much, much later in the day, um, I remember walking out being like, "That was different." I I don't know what was different, but I know it was different.
0: I know (laughs) the the up and downs that you go on change change as well, depending on. I don't know whether that's based on the car you're in or based on just a randomization. Yeah, I'm I'm not out. sure. Um
1: but so there 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 are so many like great ingredients here. And and what's weird to me is like I'm guessing whatever deal they had for the Twilight Zone IP didn't apply to trying to make a movie yeah, because the twi- Twilight Zone has nothing to do with the movie no at all.
0: No Twilight Zone in this movie at all, but there is plenty of Tower of Terror. So let's I guess we need to we need to break down some of the plot because, yeah, we're a spoiler warning for a 35 year old film. Uh, It's 30 year old film, 25 year old film, 25 year old, film. 25. Time has no meaning. 26, 25 year old film. I should know because this. This movie came out after Final Fantasy 7 which just celebrated its 25th anniversary. Um it was 1997, too. Anyway, um ah. so you've got your main character, Buzzy Crocker. What a name. Buzzy Crocker. <laughs> uh played by the goot.
1: See that that name sounds like it's from the 90s, 1930s.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh played uh, played by the goot who is uh a former actual reporter for a newspaper. Yeah. But is now just doing fake tabloid work, employing his niece played by uh, 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 Kirsten Dunst uh, to help him. uh, Anna is her character's name to help him like like she's wearing an alien costume that uh, they hired a a a doctor actor to cut open and he gets scared and he takes an a picture of Tazi,
1: yeah. He he basically does like the weekly world news.
0: Yeah, they, they call it the uh, the National Inquisitor, which is of course a take on the National Inquirer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. uh, but Buzzy really wants to get back into doing the real news. Uh, but he just can't do it uh, and he's just making his making his scratch and it's at this point that my wife and i were were talking like boy uh he they're running around uh buzzy's running around a newspaper office a lot uh this is something that my children will never understand uh that this is Well,
1: it was the 90s i mean the newspapers were still a big thing
0: they they still existed. <laughs> Rest in peace, newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's I, I know that there are still uh still some out there. I am the child of two newspaper employees that spent 40 years in the industry, and their paper technically still exists, but it is run out of the offices of the larger cities, neighboring newspaper that used to be big competition, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. Uh, and I work in computers, which, uh, you know, just helped shuffle my parents' industry on <laughs> over there. Uh, but they are, vis- they are visited by, uh, an elderly woman named Abigail Gregory, who comes to tell them about this party at Halloween in 1939, which was home to this, the, to the Ho- Ho- Hollywood Tower Hotel, despite the fact that it was Hollywood land outside, uh, but it's Hollywood Tower. Uh, which is, of course, the titular.
1: We spent a lot of money on on uh, Hollywood Hotel merchandise uh, at Disney. (laughs) I have like three shirts.
0: (laughs) Uh, Who tells them the story about the the much the the much known story about how five people disappeared uh, when the tower was struck by lightning on Halloween night in 1939, but that she was a witness and that she knew who was in it and could if if they got if, if they helped her she could uh, solve the mystery and he could get back into the 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 swing of things and become a real reporter again because there's so much money in that. Um, Yeah, and that's sort of where this kicks off as we meet the ghosts. The ghosts, by the way, are also featured in the ride by the same performers from the movie, which I also have questions about because and again, I couldn't find out this information. I'm sure someone has cataloged it somewhere, but you know, if this ride was from 94 and the movie was from 97, did they go back and redo the ride with the stuff from the movie or was the ride like, I? it's just, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the oh, question. Oh, I have no idea. Um, so this was this was research that that didn't that that I, I, I came up dry on. So somebody will have to, to email in if they know anything special about the ride. But. uh, But yeah, so it was interesting to see some of the backstory of these characters that you just see getting zapped into nothingness in the ride <laughs> and you know, you get to see them, uh, you know, kind of have a happy ending at the end too. Uh,
1: yeah. Cause I mean, in, in, the, in the other ride, it's, it's like, they're just like demonically like waving goodbye to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. But in this um, one, but of course, well, so to, 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 to put a hat on a hat here, um, of course, Buzzy and Anna discover that not only are the ghosts real, Uh, They now are in the process of trying to help the ghosts transition across to the other world. Um, And the ghosts include. um, Oh, let's see. You've got the bellhop guy that we talked about, uh, Mm -hmm. who is also the consequently the grandfather of uh, Michael McShane's character, uh, who is the the. He for some reason he's not the caretaker but he is the caretaker he so we learned through the course of the movie because this confused both of us until we until almost the end of the movie when we realize oh the bellhop is the son of the guy who built the hotel so correct so uh 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 dewey i know chris q todd uh q is is how he goes by in the movie uh he stands to inherit the hotel the second that I guess he already has inherited it, but he can't do anything with it because it's haunted. Yeah, like he he
1: he cannot like obtain like it doesn't go into his name unless they figure out what happened.
0: It's a weird, it's a weird situation. But he's it, always it's a weird thing that I don't think would actually happen. It doesn't really make a lot of sense.
1: Um, well, no, most of the stuff in this doesn't make a lot of sense because of several things that happen. I'm like, well well what why are the other ghosts still here because they they went on live their lives, but now they're here on the eleventh floor like twelfth floor like you know
0: yeah so so <laughs> as, You're it, not as supposed it, to think that hard on it but but the sort of the I'd argue maybe the main the, the most important ghost is basically the Shirley temple esque character uh who yes. is the the child star Sally shine uh with her long curly blonde hair uh who is is there with her nanny, Emmeline Partridge, who we are told by Abigail Gregory uh was horrible and mean to to young Sally and Harry? And Mr. Witch.
1: And it turns out she's just Irish.
0: Yeah, well, again, spoiler warning, and what I actually think is a pretty fun twist in the movie. It's a good twist. Honestly,
1: here's the thing about this movie. Everything about this movie really works, except for the way that Disney went about executing it.
0: See, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you, Miles. I, I didn't, I I mean, I didn't love this, but I was able to put myself in late nineties TV movie mode where there was a lot of charm in this. It wasn't particularly They're good. I'm, I'm not saying
1: it's charmless. I'm just saying like, like as a kid's horror movie, I know this is supposed to be a family horror movie, but like part of the criticism and I can think because I'm thinking about what happens from this point on, when Disney does these Halloween features. Because they got all this criticism when Hocus Pocus came out because Hocus Pocus had a little bit of teeth to it. You know, you you see the Sanderson sisters get hanged. You, you're you talking into dead bodies and and the Sanderson killed. sister.
0: The Sanderson sisters spend the first ten minutes of the movie killing a child.
1: Yeah. They took so much flack for that that, that that I feel like they kind of like overcorrected for the next 20 years where it's like, we're not going to do any of that. And I understand that this is supposed to be more of an all ages affair, but I kind of wish they had leaned a little bit into some of the spookiness because the ghosts don't have any. ambiance to them, That not, not at the beginning, like it's it's all treated Honestly, like an episode of like maybe so weird
0: or something. So let me tell you a story. Uh, This is a story from my wife because we're, we're big fans of the tower of terror ride. Even our kids. Well, one of our kids likes the tower of terror ride. Uh, The other one likes it once we're done with the ride, but doesn't want to get on it. And one wants to get on it, but hates it at the end. It's very funny. (laughs) How that, uh, how that flip Twilight princess, Uh, she, she, Loves the idea of the ride, but she's always a little shaken after it's over. And, yeah. and the Goblin King doesn't want to get on it, but usually has a fun time when we ride it. So it's it's very funny that, that that is the case. But there's a thing that my wife told me for years that always creeped her out about the ride. And it was this. This girl singing in the rain. Like this Mm -hmm. little girl singing in the rain and we've ridden the ride a bunch of times and it never came up. It never came up. It never came up. Yeah, because it's from this movie. Really? The scene where it was. She saw the movie and just didn't remember it. Just didn't. Because, again, it's the same performers, supposedly, that were in the, the movie and in the ride. So the the when when Sally Shine is there, there's the scene of her in the basement and there's this green ripple and rain coming down yeah, yeah. in the middle of the basement. That was this thing that she had like as this creepy moment embedded in the back of her head about this, you know, otherwise hmm. completely t- toothless. Well, yeah,
1: man, I wish this is going to sound weird. I wish we could bring on a. Age appropriate person to talk about this with um not that i'm saying that i want to grill one of your kids but like how how they would have felt about this because like i can only think of i watched a lot of stuff very young and we're gonna talk about that next week with a movie that we're gonna be doing next week so this does feel very disneyfied for me and i guess i just wanted it to have i mean and i i agree and again this is this is like what i'm talking about that sequence, the sequence as you describe it sounds great it sounds creepy. The sequence, as it unfolds. I just don't feel the atmosphere from it.
0: Well, so this is the thing. I mean, you. you, you, And this is always sort of the fine line with, you know, horror stuff aimed at kids versus, you know, horror stuff aimed at tweens and teens and stuff like that. Like this movie, though, it was had the the guy behind Are You Afraid of the Dark at the, the writing and directing. I mean, it's
1: and it feels like it. It, it does. It does feel like it.
0: You you mentioned, you know, Hocus Pocus and how they got scared off of Hocus Pocus. There's nothing really scary in Hocus Pocus. No, but there's a lot of mature themes I mean, in that one. They say the word yabos, but what does that Well oh, no, But mean? you
1: see the sisters and sisters being hung and like swinging there. That's that's pretty dark.
0: It's I mean, it's dark, but it's it's. it's I mean. It's not it's not a jump scare. It's not, you know, No, it's, it's not, not a treat- jump scare, but it's
1: it's it is a existential thing. I mean, these women were lynched, you know,
0: but but again, it's what it's one of those things where when you look at it, when I look at a film like this, I'm not expecting to have my my spine tingled or my, my no, hair stand I, on end or whatever. But I
1: think for me. There is a little bit of. I think of the stuff that I watched that was geared towards my age from the, the 80s and the early 90s. And I feel like there, there's a little bit of a feeling of kid gloves that wasn't as present. And I'm not talking about, oh, it was so much better when I was a kid. Disney, because I, I mean, we talked about this with uh, um, Horror for Kids, about Disney specifically, is like when they do this kind of stuff, they, they tend to softball out.
0: Oh, um, one, I, it, but I, it's Disney, so I expect it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, the, the scariest movie we have watched of all of the stuff that we have done on Trunk or Treats for the last four years has been that one Netflix movie that I can't remember the Night name books. of. Nightbooks. That's it. That was the scariest one. And I, I, on- I guess
1: because... <sighs> And maybe we should watch it for the show. Um, I was trying to make this not a Disney heavy month, but like Disney also did something wicked This Way Comes, like, which I know it was 83, but like it's it's a weird complaint to have because it's not that I'm I'm wanting to like terrify the children, but I like this just, just to have something, it's a little chill going on there. But I mean at the same time, you're telling me that like Rebecca remembers that creepy sequence in the basement with the kid dancing in the rain and singing. So I also okay. just take in mind that not not every kid that's watching this is a super horror savvy kid that's like you know maybe watched Halloween four when they were way too young. Yeah, um, I mean
0: that's that's a, that's another big thing. Like, but but again, it's it's one of those situations where like I don't I don't I don't think anybody would find this film scary. They, no, they, I mean especially when you consider that the ride itself is a thrill ride that can be quite it's so creepy. good like it's, it's so good the ride-
1: I, I think i think that i think that's what it was is is the ride itself gave me the appropriate expectation where it's it's not it's not r-rated horror but it is creepy and i kind of wish there was a little and that's that's all i'm saying is i wanted a little bit more creepiness from this movie just so a little ma- bit
0: maybe miles i have a theory so we're we, who cares about the plot of this movie as it turns out the old lady is actually Sally Sally Shine's sister, and she was super jealous of Sally Shine and hated her. Uh, and the nanny loved Sally and all of this. And so the 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 old lady Dude, is the... that reveal is 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 rough for me too. <laughs> I, I, I that it was fine for
1: me. I love that the old lady that you are not expecting is the person, but like this the way they wrote her grudge for sixty years, and like she still wants to put her in an underworld of pain uh, is
0: like. It's very weird. It's also it's also very silly that she was in the uh, sanatorium for 60 years and they never bothered to check her suitcase.
1: Yeah, but well that, that, that that
0: yes. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. It's it's very, very silly. But and then, and then well, they're also like,
1: oh, yeah, we just started letting her out for walks
0: and stuff. And it's like, why you just let her out willy nilly? So this this is where I, I early on in the movie, when we first meet the ghosts, I turned to my wife and said, is this going to ruin the ride because it gives all the ghosts a super happy ending? And wouldn't you know it? That's exactly what happens. Every ghost gets a super happy ending. And now I'm wondering if that wasn't the intention. If the ride was too scary and the movie was made as a reaction to that to make the ride less scary for kids because it turns out everybody's okay in the end. (laughs) So I'm I'm pretty satisfied
1: with the ending as it is. Um, Because the whole the whole thing about going on the Tower of Terror is like you're on the same elevator. So like this could feasibly happen, you know, any point within there.
0: Well, actually, Um, that's the fun part. You're not on the same elevator because you're on the service elevator, which is the elevator that they use to save them um i i want to ride this ride again man uh
1: i I do too i I was just on it and i loved it so much (laughs) like i mean i it was like it was so funny because the entire time i was like oh i want to do haunted mansion and i loved haunted mansion i had a great time but like tower of terror like that was the one that was like oh i this this hits for me on every level and it being a twilight zone thing is a big deal too um which i think is a missed opportunity here I think having a Twilight Zone bookend would have been really great, even though Rod Serling had already passed at this point, so you couldn't have had him do it.
0: Well, Rod Serling had passed by the win. time the the, the the ride came out. That's a Rod Serling look alike. They could or have figured something alike. out, probably. But yeah, um, I mean, when it comes down to it, I, I, I'm not sure really what to say, other than that this movie does reek of the late 1990s everything about oh 100
1: and i don't i don't want people to think that that i didn't like this movie like especially as as like a an early kids horror movie this is i mean this is a good one for a much younger audience and it's not too spooky it gives you a couple little thrills honestly i gotta give it up to the main actress, steve gutenberg does like he doesn't phone it in he legit does the goot stuff very well
0: he's he's the goot you the goot does not phone it in I'm sorry. Well, I, w- I wouldn't
1: say that, um, but no, not in this picture. Um, and, and Kirsten Dunst, who is someone I've always been kind of wishy-washy on, like does a great job. Like she's probably the best actor in this movie. Um,
0: yeah, you're probably right about that. At least doing at least performing in the in the film. Um, um, it's,
1: and, it, and it's certainly very fun. It does have that magical world Disney feel because I know they can't make it too creepy. This is the Sunday night movie uh, that ABC would put on. Um I think my main thing is like I wish I wish it was a little bit more aligned with the creepiness of the ride. I think that's my main thing.
0: And and I agree with that. This movie doesn't have really any of the creepiness of the ride despite having so much else to do with the ride and filming Yeah. filming on the actual ride <laughs> sets and showing the outside of the ride that there's really none of that creepiness, even in the backstory where you learn where you see it all happening. It's like it's well lit. It's not even dark and gloomy. It's it's really, really weird. Um,
1: it is. It, it just made me want to be back on the rush.
0: <laughs> I I don't disagree. But yeah, um, with, with so, that, but again, but yeah, like I said, i was saying this movie reeks of the 1990s. Uh, Michael McShane's character Q is calling his his deceased grandfather that he's never met grand dude all the time. Like he's like this,
1: Oh, like 90s kids thing to do.
0: Oh, uh, so,
1: uh, well that even at the end, when, uh, when they reopen the Hollywood hotel, he come, come kind of comes in with the, the tuxedo and the sunglasses. those was wraparound sunglasses that, uh, were made famous by the late, uh, great, uh, smash mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean, th- there's a lot to enjoy in this movie, and I think that, <clears throat> like, *Are You Afraid of the Dark*? Like, it hits like on a story and story beat mode. It does so well. There's so much of this that is very enjoyable, and I, I, like I said I just wish the execution was just a little bit creepier. Like, I, that, that is my main takeaway from this. Um, but it's a TV movie, also. So I mean, I can I can give it some leeway. Um, speaking of. Uh, I do have to throw back to a previous conversation we had before the break about movies edited for TV. Mm. Uh, When I was down uh, at Disney and I couldn't sleep one night. uh, Popped on TNT as uh, because that's the channel that or TBS, the channel that has a wrestling. Um, Couldn't sleep and Avengers Endgame was on. And um, yeah, did not have a great time being uh interrupted by commercials every like 15 minutes for a (laughs) three-hour movie i was miserable because i couldn't sleep but i loved this movie and i was like no i gotta tell drew he's wrong about this this is a miserable experience
0: (laughs) again i was not arguing to have commercials back in the movies i was arguing to have the 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 content (laughs) edited versions (laughs) without the commercials (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's not how this works through <laughs> part of it is the edited for tv part now you're right they do edit certain things this is avengers endgame so there's nothing to really edit um other than it's a three-hour freaking movie but um yeah the, com- the like i was watching this and the entire time i was thinking about our conversation i was like i i hate this no, i i, I, I want to put on my phone right now and just watch it on disney plus
0: <laughs> I'm i'm the guy that That pays to get rid of commercials on everything. So
1: I don't. I I do too. And we're about to pay for more on every service for that privilege.
0: Tell me about it. Uh, Oddly enough, Paramount, the only one that seems to be not doing that. Yeah, because Paramount shows you commercials anyway. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) they show, well, they show you Paramount shows like, before what you're watching they'll interrupt your show i
0: i i have been a paramount plus subscriber cbsl access subscriber for a very long time because i'm a star trek fan and i was
1: it's the place for star trek
0: you know it i I had to but uh if i have to watch another unskippable 45 second ad for something i'm not going to watch on that service I'm going to flip. Oh
1: yeah. Cause they just got a uh, Korean movie. They keep, they keep uh, advertising.
0: Uh, there's, there's that one before that it was, uh, I don't know. I just, what I've oh, learned.
1: You know, they're about to, to give you all the Showtime shows. <laughs> to, 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 that.
0: What I've learned is that, uh, because I typically watch in a web browser, uh, with, with what I normally watch, but my, you know, when I'm watching my, my lower decks every week, uh, if mm-hmm. the ad starts, I just reload the page and it skips the ad which is yes, there is also yes, a problem which usually it's because i the ad flips out and i have to reload the page anyway because their web client is not great uh but that's a whole and then you're treated way. that
1: that beautiful like 10 second uh star trek promo uh thing they do for every star trek show
0: i, I forgive that because
1: i love it no it's i love it i I think it's wonderful it makes uh, me so happy
0: <laughs> uh, I, I simp for track. I'm a simp tracker. Um, anyway, uh, but Tower of Terror, the movie, final thoughts. Uh, it's fun. It's not yeah, particularly it's good. Um, I think if you don't have any attachment to the ride, honestly, I don't know what you'll think if you don't have any attachment to the ride.
1: Yeah, even even as an element of kids horror. And again, I mean, all the ingredients, if you look at this from the outside, you have Steve Gutenberg, you have John Franklin, you have uh, Kirsten Dunst written, directed by uh, the creator of *Warrior for the Dark* that sounds like a great time, and I mean, it's not a bad time. It's fun, but I think I, it's fun if I you think put it, yourself I think it in sets unrealistic, unrealistic expectations for it.
0: Yes, that especially if you know the ride because the ride is legit spooky, scary, yes, um, and and quite terrifying in a way. But I feel like what I, I
1: know, I love that ride so much. It's, was it's legit, like one of my favorite experiences every there, time i say i've been getting
0: engaged every no. yeah <laughs> you did have a, a slightly more important thing that happened uh <laughs> than writing uh tower of terror four times but <laughs> i time will tell <laughs> uh have your have your wedding at the ride um that, that is an actual option
1: it costs forty thousand dollars i've looked into it <laughs>
0: Oh, well, Destination wedding. It's <laughs> it's it's time to announce our patreon.com No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get a, get a Patreon. No, we, just... we, we,
1: we, I mean, we we have jokingly looked into it, and we have not seriously looked into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, I thought that was very funny that you like they show you like oh here's where the, where the chairs are set up, and I was like this is a weird placement for everything.
0: <laughs> I just I, the thing I love about the about the the Tower of Terror lobby is that there's so much fake dust that they put on everything and, fake and spider webs and, spider and, web. and we were talking yeah. about how much of how
1: how many of these spider webs are real like who cleans this like we we were having some weird conversations about like how the upkeep for this this place goes <laughs> well
0: because most of it is untouched and untouchable by you know the normies the, yeah normies so it's all, it's all, you know, such a good ride. It's a really good yeah.
1: ride. Oh, here, here, here's the spoiler alert is the chairs for the, the ceremony are not set up in the lobby. They're set up in the courtyard. So you're sitting in the sun, which is miserable. Um, well, Let's talk about well, next week.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that if you do your wedding at Tower of Terror, you do it at dusk. I mean, that would be my choice, but. And of course, everybody gets to go on. So you get a whole bunch of wedding part oh, party goers in I their, don't know if that's the, that, that if that's included, it better be in their best dress, like in their 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 best clothes. Yeah, you got to
1: think there's go probably some like fun opportunities that you get. You get included, like where you get to go on the ride,
0: right? It has to be. Has, well, OK, so seriously, um patreon.com no i'm just kidding uh we should we should start (laughs) we'll get to
1: do extra content i got these books you can read
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh that wraps up this uh uh, conversation about disney's tower of terror the movie um let's talk about next week
1: all right so next week we are going to do one from my childhood specifically uh 1987's the gate um this is by most horror fans a, a huge gateway horror film uh from when they were kids uh starring a very very young steven dorff um this was his i think first starring role and uh, so, uh,
0: so just so you guys know our theme for this trunk or treat is actors named steve
1: <laughs> right um and I I don't know if you've not experienced this movie and and you can watch it pretty much anywhere. It's on voodoo and plex for free. It's on shutter. Um, I think it's free with a trial on one of the Amazon prime, uh, services. Um, this movie is not difficult to find. And this is a classic, uh, story about two young boys who accidentally release a horde of demons from their backyard through a large hole in the ground. Um, it's, it's it's an 80s classic it's one that i initially was avoiding to do because i wanted to do more deep cuts but i've 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 discovered that movies that i think are very obvious for people are not
0: i have and, i have never heard of this movie before so
1: yeah so I, I i'm like well maybe i should i should open the door for some of these movies because i think they're not as uh as obvious as i think um, I
0: mean, maybe if you're if you're deep in the the horror landscape, they're obvious, yeah. And th- this if you're if you're a
1: horror fan at all, and this this is one of those things that used to come on like HBO all the time. And as a kid, spending time at home, like I just remember seeing this movie all the time as a kid. Um, and so I'm I'm excited to see what you think of it, Drew. Um, I mean, this is one that you would have you might you might have even seen parts of as a kid.
0: Doesn't looking at some images from it, nothing is really. Uh,
1: maybe the stop motion creatures might bring like jar something for you because that's that's what the one thing people take away from this movie. But
0: we'll see, we'll see. So that is going to be a next week on the Morgan If you would like to reach out to us, of course, you can find us at the where you can find this and every other episode in our almost, I guess, yeah, 12 years of being a show, which is wild. Um, 12 is my lucky number. If you'd like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd. You can go kind of to twitter.com slash the more you nerd at the more you nerd uh, blue sky. I think we've posted a couple of times now uh, at the more you nerd there as well. And of course, you can email us the more nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. And of course, Miles and I are also on another podcast called cosmic crit, which is a actual play Starfinder podcast by the company Paizo. Uh, but we have a big discord channel associated with uh, that show that has a little more you nerd section sliced out. So if you're bored at work one day and you want to talk directly to me and Miles, go to cosmiccrit.com we're also bored at work we're, all, we're, we're also bored at work uh, go, go to cosmiccrit.com click on the link to join the discord and uh, talk to us because you can talk to us all day most days um, mm-hmm. which is very very fun uh, and we we look forward to it because we're bored at work uh, so with that said gang we're going to wrap up the show here and end the show as we always do with a rousing Nerd Nerd. Out to Nerf for (laughs) y'all!